Today I'll be reading the opinion of the court in Pugin v. Garland, decided June 22, 2023. Justice Kavanaugh delivered the opinion of the court in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Thomas, Alito, Barrett, and Jackson joined. Justice Jackson filed a concurring opinion. Justice Sotomayor filed a dissenting opinion in which Justice Gorsuch joined and in which Justice Kagan joined as to all but Part 3. Federal law provides that non-citizens convicted of an aggravated felony are removable from the United States. The definition of aggravated felony includes federal or state offenses relating to obstruction of justice. The question here is whether an offense relates to obstruction of justice under Section 1101A43S, even if the offense does not require that an investigation or proceeding be pending. That question arises because some obstruction offenses cannot occur when an investigation or proceeding is not pending, such as threatening a witness to prevent the witness from reporting a crime to the police. We conclude that an offense may relate to obstruction of justice under Section 1101A43S, even if the offense does not require that an investigation or proceeding be pending. Part 1 This case stems from two immigration proceedings. Fernando Cordero Garcia is a citizen of Mexico. In 2009, Cordero Garcia was convicted of several California offenses, including dissuading a witness from reporting a crime. Jean-Francois Pugin is a citizen of Mauritius. In 2014, Pugin was convicted of the Virginia offense of being an accessory after the fact to a felony. As relevant here, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security charged both Cordero Garcia and Pugin as removable from the United States on the ground that they had convictions for aggravated felonies, namely offenses relating to obstruction of justice. In both cases, an immigration judge ruled for the department, as did the Board of Immigration Appeals. Cordero Garcia and Pugin petitioned for review in the relevant courts of appeals. In Cordero Garcia's case, the Ninth Circuit concluded, in pertinent part, that his state conviction for dissuading a witness from reporting a crime did not constitute an offense relating to obstruction of justice because the state offense did not require that an investigation or proceeding be pending. In Pugin's case, by contrast, the Fourth Circuit concluded that his state conviction for accessory after the fact constituted an offense relating to obstruction of justice even if the state offense did not require that an investigation or proceeding be pending. This court granted certiorari to resolve the conflict in the Courts of Appeals. Part 2 Under the Immigration and Nationality Act, 
non-citizens convicted of an aggravated felony are removable from the United States. The Act defines aggravated felony to cover a broad range of federal and state crimes. In 1996, Congress passed and President Clinton signed legislation that expanded the definition of aggravated felony to include offenses relating to obstruction of justice, perjury or subornation of perjury, or bribery of a witness, for which the term of imprisonment is at least one year. This court has generally used the categorical approach to determine whether a prior conviction qualifies as an aggravated felony under Section 1101A43. Under that approach, courts look to the elements of the statute of conviction, not to the facts of each defendant's conduct. The court's role here is not to fashion a separate federal obstruction offense, but rather to determine which federal or state offenses relate to obstruction of justice. The question in this case is whether an offense relates to obstruction of justice under Section 1101A43S, even if the offense does not require that an investigation or proceeding be pending. Dictionary definitions, federal laws, state laws, and the model penal code show that the answer is yes. An offense relates to obstruction of justice even if the offense does not require that an investigation or proceeding be pending. To begin, dictionaries from the time of Section 1101A-43S's enactment in 1996 demonstrate that obstruction of justice generally does not require a pending investigation or proceeding. To take an illustrative formulation, obstruction of justice covers the crime or act of willfully interfering with the process of justice and law, including by influencing, threatening, harming, or impeding a witness, potential witness, juror, or judicial or legal officer, or by furnishing false information in or otherwise impeding an investigation or legal process. The offense captures every willful act of corruption, intimidation, or force that tends somehow to impair the machinery of the civil or criminal law. Notably missing from those dictionary definitions is a requirement that an investigation or proceeding be pending. The dictionaries demonstrate that obstruction of justice includes offenses where an investigation or proceeding is pending, but is not limited to offenses where an investigation or proceeding is pending. In accord with the dictionary definitions, Title 18 of the U.S. Code has long proscribed various obstruction offenses that do not require a pending investigation or proceeding. That statute provides that an official proceeding need not be pending or about to be instituted at the time of the offense. Likewise, Section 1519 forbids assorted means of destroying, altering, or falsifying records with an intent to obstruct certain investigations or proceedings. 
That provision covers acts intended to impede a federal investigation or proceeding, including one not even on the verge of commencement. The Solicitor General explains that many state obstruction offenses as of 1996 similarly did not require that an investigation or proceeding be pending. Some states did not label the relevant offenses as obstruction of justice, but instead labeled the offenses with a more precise term for the particular category of obstruction at issue, such as witness tampering. But Congress accounted for the variations in labels by crafting the relevant definition in Section 1101A43S to cover offenses relating to obstruction of justice, not just offenses labeled as obstruction of justice. In any event, the terminology that states use to categorize criminal offenses is not dispositive because our inquiry here does not turn on technical definitions and labels under state law. For obstruction offenses, the model penal code also generally does not require that an investigation or proceeding be pending. For witness tampering, for example, the model penal code focuses on an actor's intent to tamper with a witness, not whether an investigation or proceeding is pending. That extensive body of authority Dictionaries, federal laws, state laws, and the model penal code reflects common sense. Individuals can obstruct the process of justice even when an investigation or proceeding is not pending. For example, a murderer may threaten to kill a witness if the witness reports information to the police. Such an act is no less obstructive merely because the government has yet to catch on and begin an investigation. As the Solicitor General persuasively states, one can obstruct the wheels of justice even before the wheels have begun to move. Indeed, obstruction of justice is often most effective when it prevents an investigation or proceeding from commencing in the first place. Importantly, if an offense relating to obstruction of justice under Section 1101A43S required that an investigation or proceeding be pending, then many common obstruction offenses would not qualify as aggravated felonies under that provision. We decline to interpret Section 1101A43S to exclude numerous heartland obstruction offenses. We should not lightly conclude that Congress enacted a self-defeating statute. One final point bears emphasis. To the extent any doubt remains about whether Section 1101A43S requires that an investigation or proceeding be pending, the phrase relating to obstruction of justice resolves the doubt. The phrase relating to ensures that this statute covers offenses that have a connection with obstruction of justice, which surely covers common obstruction offenses that can occur when an investigation or proceeding is not pending. By contrast, in defining certain other aggravated felonies in this statute, 
Congress did not employ the broad phrase relating to. For all of those reasons, an offense relating to obstruction of justice under Section 1101A43S does not require that an investigation or proceeding be pending. Part 3 Pugin and Cordero Garcia offer four main arguments in response. None is persuasive. First, Pugin and Cordero Garcia point to 18 U.S.C. section 1503A, which, among other things, prohibits persons from endeavoring to influence, obstruct, or impede the due administration of justice. According to Pugin and Cordero Garcia, that specific prohibition requires that an investigation or proceeding be pending. But even if they are correct about that point, Section 1503A is only one obstruction offense among the many obstruction offenses in Title 18. And many federal obstruction offenses, like many state obstruction offenses, proscribe obstruction when an investigation or proceeding is not pending. Moreover, if Congress wanted to define offenses relating to obstruction of justice to have the same coverage as Section 1503A, Congress knew how to do so. Congress could have cross-referenced Section 1503A in Section 1101A43S, in the same way that Congress cross-referenced numerous other statutes in Section 1101A43. But Congress included no such cross-reference to Section 1503A in Section 1101A43S. Second, Pugin and Cordero Garcia cite a few authorities from the 1700s and 1800s and assert that obstruction of justice historically required that an investigation or proceeding be pending. But the historical record cited by Pugin and Cordero Garcia does not back up their broad claim. More to the point, as we have explained at length, the widespread and contemporary understanding of obstruction of justice at the time Congress enacted Section 1101A43S in 1996 did not require that an investigation or proceeding be pending. Third, Pugin and Cordero Garcia argue that offenses relating to obstruction of justice require a pending investigation or proceeding. Otherwise, they maintain that those offenses would be redundant with other offenses covered by Section 1101A43S. In particular, offenses relating to perjury or subordination of perjury or bribery of a witness. But Pugin and Cordero Garcia failed to explain how requiring a pending investigation or proceeding for obstruction offenses would resolve the claimed redundancies with perjury or bribery offenses. After all, perjury and bribery offenses often relate to obstruction of justice. 
In any event, redundancies are common in statutory drafting, sometimes in a congressional effort to be doubly sure, sometimes because of congressional inadvertence or lack of foresight, or sometimes simply because of the shortcomings of human communication. As a result, the better overall reading of the statute sometimes contains some redundancy. Section 1101A43 illustrates the point. Congress listed a large number of offenses that would qualify as aggravated felonies, likely to avoid unintended gaps. So it is not surprising to find some overlap. To take one example, the definition of aggravated felony covers murder, rape, or sexual abuse of a minor, and separately covers crimes of violence. Fourth, Pugin and Cordero Garcia invoke the rule of lenity. But even assuming that the rule of lenity can be invoked in this particular civil immigration context, the rule applies only if, after seizing everything from which aid can be derived, there remains grievous ambiguity. Here, applying the traditional tools of statutory interpretation, we have concluded that an offense relating to obstruction of justice does not require that an investigation or proceeding be pending. So we have no basis for resorting to the rule of lenity. In sum, we conclude that an offense relating to obstruction of justice under Section 1101 A43S does not require that an investigation or proceeding be pending. We therefore disagree with the argument raised by Pugin and Cordero Garcia for excluding their obstruction offenses from the broad coverage of Section 1101A43S. We affirm the judgment of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit. We reverse the judgment of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit and remand the case for further proceedings consistent with this opinion. It is so ordered. We've come to the end of the opinion. Until next episode, thanks for listening to What SCOTUS wrote us.